It's another Milks and Milkshakes. I'm your host, Trina Love. Like, subscribe, share, all of the above. Let's get into it. And we're back. This is chapter three of my book, Get Over Yourself, Face the Mirror. And if you have the book and have been listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am absolutely enjoying all the emails coming in and the love and encouragement and even the questions. Um, I wanted to take a minute and answer a question that keeps coming up just so you guys get a feel for who I am, what I'm about. And this is the perfect time to do it because we're about to get into some deeper things and dealing with ourselves. So um, the question was asked, you know, how do you know all this? Why are you doing this? (laughs) Right? So easy enough. Um, it hasn't been easy for me. Let's put put it that way. I won't say my life has been absolutely horrible, but the things that I've been through, um, they really taught me something. They It was growing pains. It was tough. There were nights that I just cried in the dark by my damn self, you know, and that's all I could do. So a lot of this is just experience. The other part of it is I really have a heart for people and making sure that people are okay just being here on earth. This is not a cakewalk by any means. People go through things and it changes you and you got to know how to deal with that. And I always say there is nothing that I have been through that is just for me. It is always to help somebody else. And that has truly always come full circle. Every time I have been through something, learned through it and all that good stuff, it always comes back. I'll be talking to somebody or one of my friends will come to me and say, hey, Trina, I'm going through this, going through that and stuff. And I'm like, ah, didn't I just come out of that? I sure did. And guess who can help you? I am going to help you as much as I can. I will pray you through it. I will walk you through it. I will give you the tools you need for it. Because who am I to withhold any good thing from anybody that's just trying to live, man, and live as happily as possible? So I want to make sure that that's my mark on this earth, that God forbid I'm gone anytime soon, but when I go, they'll be like, yo, Trina was a real one. Like she'll help you through anything. She understood what the hell was really going on. Not just the superficial stuff that people deal with every day, like the deep down, get you through the night kind of stuff. So in doing all that and experiencing all that, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and become a life coach. So as I was writing this book, I was also doing my training and certification to become a life coach so that I could put that behind this book. Some people are cool with just the wisdom of having been through it. But then some people are like, no, the wisdom is cool. But if you can teach, prove it kind of thing. So I went and got my life coaching certification. So that is where all this comes from. That is why I do this. I love, love, love doing it. Like I am always open hearts and ears. I I am here. I am here. Now I will tell you, you will hear it in this podcast. You don't heard it already. I curse. I curse. I, I will give it to you straight. There is nothing <laughs> that I will hold from anybody. If I think it needs to be said, um, And I think that's one of the best things about me. And I think that's one of the hardest things about me too, because some people they're like, you know what? Um, I can't handle that right now. Okay, that's fine. But I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I understand my purpose. I understand that yes, people are different, but the truth doesn't change either. 
the truth is the truth, <laughs> no matter who tells it, whether you get it from me or you get it from somebody else. Hey, that's on you. But just know if you come to me and I got to tell the truth, I don't have no sugar for nobody. So that's the other reason I love doing this, because sometimes that's all people really need. They just need to hear the truth. They just need to hear the truth. Now, that's not to say that, you know, I'm vulgar with it or rude with it or anything. Of course, I'm going to try to tailor it to what you're going to understand. But um, it's just the truth. It is just the truth. So we are going to get into face the mirror. And like I said, thank you so much for the questions. I wanted to make sure to get that out because we're getting ready to delve a little bit deeper. And if you have not gotten the book, it is on Amazon. It is $5. That's it. That's it. So you can follow along and work on yourself or even give it to somebody else. If you know that you got this down pat or even if you think you got it down pat, but maybe there's a couple things that you can work on or something that you can go back and do and tighten up a little bit. It's all good. It's all good. So let's get into Face the Mirror. This chapter is where it gets tough. Even writing this chapter was tough because I had to go back through my memories and how I actually got through some things and you know, break down what each step was and how I actually um, got to a point of dealing with myself and dealing with the things that I had done. So this chapter is actually two parts. It deals with the external and the internal. I've gotten a lot of feedback on this chapter because some people say I should have switched it because first we're going to do the external, which is dealing with other people and the hurt that you have caused and the things that have been done that you no longer have any control over, but you did influence. So you're like, well, you should have done, you should have done the internal part first, which is dealing with self-inflicted wounds and things that you've done to yourself that are still festering inside you and still bleeding and still needing healing. And the reason I didn't do it like that is because in writing it and going through my experiences, I was like, it doesn't work unless you are in a safe space, not just mentally, but physically. Um, if you can be in a safe space physically, it gets dangerous when you are dealing with yourself and really becoming vulnerable and putting it all out there, so to speak. It gets dangerous if you don't know who is who and how people feel and what can or cannot be repaired. Because then when you go to fix yourself, you you may have an outside attack coming and not even know it. You may have an environment that is not conducive to your healing and not even know it or not have taken care of it. So this first part is about dealing with the external because at this point, you have identified enough to actually apologize. And that is the whole thing. People can be mirrors of who you are and what is actually really deep down inside of you. And I'm not saying that is always the case, but most of the time, people are just a reflection of yourself. So if you see anger or you have anger towards somebody or you know something is bothering you about that person check yourself first and say hey is that something that's in me that I don't like too is that person 
really being an asshole or is that me recognizing that I'm an asshole too? So I hate to put it like that, but that's exactly what it is. Sometimes you are just recognizing yourself and somebody else. So this first part is that you have to make things right as much as possible. That is a daunting task and it may feel like you have the snowball's chance in hell with some people, but it's still a chance that probably struck a chord of fear in you, but don't run. Do not run. You can do this. There are many that prefer or recommend imagining the best outcomes for a difficult situation. If that works for you, great. But healing is not all buttercups, orgasms, and rainbows. If you cannot see the darkness in yourself, you cannot become the strong light that dispels it. With that thought, I have learned that imagining the worst case scenario is absolutely terrifying. That is until you can focus your mind on how to deal with it. So you are going to need a pen and paper for this exercise, unless you just got a real good memory um, or you're going to limit yourself. But even with this book, I would say, go ahead and get a journal at this point, because a lot of stuff that you're going to be writing down is just going to pour out of you. And it's good to be able to look back on those things and see what's what. Um, And it is going to be scary, some of it, especially the exercise that I describe in the book. And we'll go through that in a minute. But I wanted to make sure that I didn't do the sugar coating. And I said that at the beginning of this. Um, A lot of times you just hear, you know, apologize, forgive and be forgiven. And it's going to be great. And all this is good. But no, behind all that is being absolutely terrified that you have hurt someone so much that you might lose them. Behind that is being embarrassed that you even acted like that in the first place and understanding, you know, why you acted like that. And now it's like, oh, my God, I have to go back and correct that. Like, where do I even begin to fix any of this? So this is the part where you face the mirror, the mirror this time being other people or as we say, face the music. That works too. But um, like I said, I say mirror because a lot of times people are just reflecting yourself back to you. That's all it is. So get your pen and paper and we will get ready to go through the exercise because what terrifies you most and what you fear the most, once you get it out of your system and can think through it, it's not that scary. It's really not. Um, My dad was actually one of the first people to teach me that. That if you take the worst case scenario and you start forcing your mind to think about it and what you would do and how you'd feel, all that craziness, everything that goes into just feeling that worst case scenario, once you felt it, you've kind of tricked your brain into thinking that it's happened or it is happening. So you're getting all those nerves and all that stuff out by the time it does happen and it's not the worst case scenario, everything else is a piece of cake because you've already dealt with it. So the easy stuff is the easy stuff. Like that that point (laughs) is a cakewalk and it's not as tough to deal with, but you got to get it in your head first that, okay, if the worst case scenario happens, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I will feel. This is how 
things should be. This is what needs to happen. You just got to work your way through it. And that's what these exercises do. I didn't want to do anything too flowery and all that stuff because then it masks what is really being done. It's like, we'll get into it later, but that's like drinking all night, trying to get over an ex. And when you wake up in the morning, not only do you still have an ex, you're drunk and got a hangover and things are still just bad. So you don't want to mask anything and temporarily fix anything. We want to make sure we get to the root of it. And a lot of times the root of it is facing your biggest fear, your worst case scenario. So let's get ready to get into this exercise. So every time I get to this part, I get this crazy idea in my head that some wonderful human being somewhere is driving and has no idea what they're about to really get into or experience for that matter. Um, I have done this a couple times now. And when someone is in front of me, it really gets to the point where we are like emotional and boohoo crying. So having seen that, I'm like, what if somebody is driving and they start to hear this exercise and go through it and now they're driving and boohoo crying. We've got tears flowing. We've got snot going. Like it's just a whole mess and they just cannot hold it together until they get home or to wherever they are safest at. So I say that to say, if you are driving and you know you can't hold your gangster for a little while, please wait until you get home to listen to this part. Please wait until you are someplace you can sit still and really sit with this exercise and express emotion and cry and snot at the nose and everything else. Don't do it if you are, you know, somewhere that you just, it's going to be dangerous. That like freaks me out. I've seen what this does to people. So that always freaks me out, but we're going to get into the exercise and just remember like this is going to sound quick, but you can come back and do it anytime as much as you need to. Um, even in dealing with some of these memories as everything comes up, I wasn't even able to do it like, you know, boom, 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 back to back because some of them were so intense. They were so intense. And you'll see what I mean um, as I read through this. So take a moment to think of the worst situation you've been in. Think about the person you've hurt the most or the worst things you've said or done. Start to put them in order. It may take some time, but really start to sit with that memory and go through it moment by moment. You have to think about how it started, who was involved, who was around you, where were you? Give it as much detail and explanation until you get to the point where it has escalated. Everything is in full swing. Words are being thrown and looks are being given. Fingers might be flying. All of that. Get to the point of escalation and then stop. This is the point where you change. At this point, you're going to take responsibility for yourself. You have to start asking yourself, what are you feeling right now? What are you actually doing? Not just to yourself, but to the people around you. 
You have to take into account what other people feel because of your actions and own this moment. Now, at this point, it helps to say it out loud and it it makes it real. It makes you understand that, yes, this happened, but we're also about to change this. This is the problem. This is the thing that I've done that has kept happening and kept going. This is the thing you want to change. So you may have to say things like, I take responsibility for using sex as a weapon, or I take responsibility for eating two pieces of cake instead of one. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. It matters that you are in the moment and ready to take responsibility for it. I was not always the best person. I've had to say things like, I take responsibility for calling my stepmom a bitch. I did it. It was wrong. Um, Hindsight, I know now because of the situation. I had just had my first child and she was just trying to push me a little bit faster into providing for my child because it had to be done. Once you bring a child into this world, that's your responsibility. So she was trying to push me towards that. And living with her and my father, I didn't understand that. I thought I had time. I thought I had everything I needed and hadn't been really providing for myself. And so we got into an argument. And so soon as I got really heated and just upset and frustrated with everything she was saying, I straight up called her a bitch. I just screamed it like, you bitch. Like it wasn't even all that. It was just loud and wrong. So I have had to say, I take responsibility for doing that. In the book, I go through another scenario where I had to take responsibility for hurting a real good friend. And that was my worst memory that I had to deal with and really come to grips with. It was not easy. It was not. And you can read that. Um, But once you write down your memories, you go one by one. And like I said, it doesn't have to be back to back to back. Sometimes this takes days at a time. Sometimes this takes weeks at a time to really process these things and see what you could have done better, what you need to do things better, and also to figure out who these people are going to become to you once you start reaching out. So every time you do the exercise, remember to put yourself in their shoes. Remember to feel whatever they were feeling because as much as you don't want to feel it like you have to feel it so you can heal yourself you have to understand what you put somebody else through so if you feel yourself starting to unravel a bit from the realization of yourself and tears start to come to your eyes good good tears are cleansing tears are getting all that gunk out your system it means that you're starting to understand that there's a better way to do things and you deserve to feel part of the pain you cause just as much as you deserve to heal it so once you get that out your system and write everything down and get through it the next thing you're going to have to do is start reaching out and this is not easy to do because 
once you're feeling the empathy and sympathy and compassion and all that and realizing what you did, this is the part where a lot of people are like, damn, like I messed up and now I have to go back to that person and apologize. Yes, you do. If they'll have it. Now, if, if you can't get in touch with them, they don't want to. Hey, you can't do anything about that. This is about you. And at least you tried. The more that you show the empathy and compassion that you should have had, the, the easier this will be, but also the better you will be for the next time you are confronted with the same situation or somebody comes to you with the same situation. I think a lot of times empathy and compassion and sympathy are always present, but we don't reach for them. We don't use them and we don't realize the price we pay for not exercising them until later. So if you are able to reach out to the people that you have hurt the most and if they'll have you, great. If not, keep it pushing. It's something that you're just going to have to let go because that's something they need to work on in their spirit that has nothing to do with you. And this brings us to the warnings. There are people in your life that you are going to really come to value as you start to make a change and you're going to start doing things that don't seem natural at first and it's hard to get through, but you still got to look out for the ones that still mean you no good. And this is why I said at the beginning, if you're going to heal, you've got to see things coming. You've got to know who's who as much as possible Because when you start healing yourself and dealing with your self-inflicted wounds, the last thing you need is somebody trying to get revenge. The last thing you need is a bully or an attack on your character and everything else while you're trying to heal that. There are people that are not going to respect any part of this process. So there are certain warnings that I put in the book. And the first one is no one is obligated to forgive you. I'm going to say it again. No one is obligated to forgive you. That is completely their choice. And they might just say no. Remember, at some point, you earned every bit of that reaction and rejection through your actions. So suck it up. As much as you want to understand why, they don't owe you an explanation. There's no need to beg or start doing desperate things trying to change their mind because that is work to be done in their spirit. Make peace with it and continue working on yours. Warning number two, be wary of anyone that wants to do that wants you to do ridiculous things in order to earn their forgiveness. In fact, run away as far as way as you can and burn the bridge while you at it. People like that only exploit your fragile emotional state for the twisted amusement of their ego. They likely have absolutely no intention of truly forgiving you, The only thing worse are the ones that will forgive you just long enough to exact revenge and hurt you far worse than you ever hurt them. While their feelings are understandable and you may have earned it, that's just not how it works. Take comfort in knowing that karma is a devoted and faithful bitch. The beauty of forgiveness is that it transmutes your transgression and their aggression into a ceasefire. Only in peace can you begin anew. If you run into any of that, keep your distance like it's kryptonite. Warning number three, don't worry yourself too much. 
As long as you have done your part, the universe will work the rest out in due time. There's no rush. Some situations might have some seriously deep pain to work through. So take it easy on yourself and the other person. Allow yourself time to really process one repaired relationship before you move on to repairing the next. If you don't, you run the risk of exhausting yourself emotionally and spiritually, which impairs you mentally. You may not have as much clarity to do the work that you need to do. So take it one part at a time. Take it a little bit at a time. This is one of the hardest steps to do, but this is a necessary step because without it, it's like you just like at the beginning, I said, you don't get to skip a step. You really don't. So this part is not only for your safety going into part two of this chapter, but it's also so we get a thorough working of everything that we have done so far. So this is the end of part one. I hope you have written everything down in your handy dandy notebook. <laughs> um, I hope that this has also been productive. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to share, you want me to answer a specific question, anything, uh, the email is trainalove333 at yahoo.com. I will put it in the show notes. And thank you for listening. Let's move on. <laughs>